0: Hi, my name is Rachel Fahim, and you're listening to my episode of Pop Nerd
1: Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. On today's episode, we have Rachel Fahim. She tells her story of becoming a country artist in Australia. We talk about touring and performing at festivals, how she got into country music, and why being loud may not be such a bad thing. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Rachel Fahim. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Rachel Fahim. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome.
1: I read a little bit of research on you and you enjoy sushi. And I, for my icebreaker <laughs> for you, yeah. I wanted to know where where's the best sushi that you've ever had? actually funny I that was not the first
0: question I was expecting so that's a great icebreaker <laughs> but best sushi I've ever had oh gosh lots lot like I need to cut back so I've tried a lot of sushi places but there was this one place that I went in I think it was in Sydney where I live in Australia and it was like a sushi train kind of vibe like the sushi would come around to you and they had the little iPad so that you could order off it and I the reason I'm saying that place is one because it tasted amazing, and two, just the service was awesome, and I I loved it. So, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to pick a good sushi place because I don't know. All sushi is amazing to me. <laughs>
1: Oh, I completely agree. I haven't had this yet. I don't know if you have, but have you ever had omakase sushi? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Where the the chef does, it's like chef's choice, wherever you go to a sushi restaurant, you say you want the omakase sushi and like they, it's basically your fate is in their hands and they'll prepare it for you.
0: Oh my gosh. No,
1: I haven't heard of that before. That is definitely something I need
0: to try though. That sounds like, that sounds like an experience.
1: It it sounds amazing. I've never actually personally done it myself, but I've seen a few people who've done it, and they totally recommend it because you're just you're you're letting go of you know your preconceived notions, like oh you know this is my favorite sushi. I'm like you know I get this all the time. Oh no, yeah. I I do that as well. And so like letting go of that notion and just like having your fate in somebody else's hands and letting them kind of introduce you to new things definitely I want to try that one time
0: (laughs) yeah I I do love trying new things when I go out I try and always be really um I don't know what the word is whenever I go out I like to try things that I can't find at my my local pub or my local you know my local sushi place like if there's something that's different and unusual and you know unique I'll always try that so on the same page there
1: (laughs) (laughs) well learning more about your backstory. I'm not well researched on the country scene in Australia, but Mm -hmm. I want to know how you fell in love with country music.
0: Yeah. So the country scene in Australia is very small and very niche. So you're forgiven. (laughs) Um, But when I was about eight years old, I was in the talent quest scene here in Australia, you know, traveling around local cities and Whatever, just trying to get some experience and singing all different types of songs for all different types of audiences. And something that kept getting brought up was, oh my gosh, your voice sounds so country. (laughs) And I, at first, I absolutely hated it. I was like, oh no, I don't want to be a country singer. I want to sing anything I want. Like, I just want to be like, you know, I like this song, I'm going to sing it. But I think nowadays we're more accepting of people who just want to sing any genre they want. But back then you kind of had to like pick a genre and stick with it. So I don't know. I At first I was really against the idea of doing country music, but then I started listening to artists like Shania Twain and Carrie Underwood and Loretta Lynn, who's, you know, just passed recently, which is really sad because she was one of the first artists that I – ever listened to and who actually really got me into country music but once I started really delving in and discovering what the genre had to offer and seeing that just below the surface level of you know the the music that's available and that everyone knows there's actually some really beautiful songs and some amazing phenomenal artists that just need to be listened to and need to be discovered so I don't know, I fell down the rabbit hole and here I am. <laughs> I haven't looked back since and I love it.
1: I'm I'm curious, something that draws a lot of people to country music and maybe this is how you got into country music as well, but did you fall in love with the storytelling aspect of country music? I think
0: yes, because I was so young, I don't think I really realized that I was in love with like the storytelling side of it. I think I just really liked the fact that I could sing along to the to the songs and that I could feel things because I love my slow sad songs and <laughs> like I love feeling my emotions like I'm one of those people that if I'm sad I'll listen to sad music because I'm like I, I don't know I just feel it. Yeah, I think as I've grown older now I really appreciate the storytelling side of it and I've come to learn like that's actually my favorite part. Yeah, I think my age kind of stopped me from discovering what it was that I actually liked about it it's always been the storytelling I think yeah it's beautiful
1: since you were consistently involved in music from a young age was it a seamless transition when you wanted to make that your full-time career
0: oh, I don't know that's a tough question because it's oh my gosh so I really don't know how to answer that if I'm totally honest with you <laughs> Um, I think with, with music and and being a country artist, it's always going to be tough in places like Australia where the genre isn't as big as it is in America. So I've been to America a couple of times and, you know, you walk into any shopping center and there's country music playing and you don't have that here in Australia. So it is really difficult to try and pave the pathway to do this, you know, without without being like, oh, could I, could I do better if I moved overseas? Do you understand? Like, I'm just, I'm trying to like express, <laughs> I guess, how, how tough it is. But like, it's, it's fun doing it as a full-time thing, but it's, it's just really, it's really difficult and the transition is tough.
1: I'm wondering... Even though it is so niche, have you found a really good, strong support system and a really good community surrounding you in the, in the country genre over in Australia? I have, yeah.
0: I've got a great manager who I've actually worked with for, oh my gosh, I want to say just about 10 years now. When I was in school, I met him and now I'm uh, about nine years out of school. So <laughs> I'm very lucky to have, have him as my manager and on my team. And then just over the years, we've we've used different people along the way to, I don't know, to, go, I guess, like build our team. And I'm really, really happy with what we've got at the moment. I've never actually felt more secure with the people I have around me, which is so important.
1: You were the 2017 Toyota Star Maker how did that milestone change the course of your musical journey? I was. That time, that year that I was the Toyota Star Maker
0: winner was just crazy. Like winning that competition, you got a uh, a car for a year. So uh, you got the petrol paid for, the insurance and everything like that was all taken care of. So they literally just were like, here, have a car, drive around Australia <laughs> and just just do, do lots of gigs and get yourself out there. So the time that I spent really crafting who I am as an artist and being on the road and having the opportunity to perform at the festivals that came as part of the prize package, I was priceless really. I, I, yeah, it was a huge turning point in my career that really helped.
1: You recently released a song, City Girls in the Country. (laughs) Who I did. Would you con- <laughs> Yes, you did. Who would you consider this an anthem for? And can you share the story behind the record?
0: Yeah, of course. So City Girls in the Country, um, when I wrote this song, I wrote it with a couple of friends. It's actually wild how many people were in that session. So we had two, two people from the States. <laughs> one I think was in LA, one was in Nashville via Zoom. And then we had two writers that were in Sydney and then a producer that was in Sydney. So it was a pretty jam packed session, but I went in and I was like, guys, I'm feeling like I just want to write a bit of a power to the women song because I feel that as a country artist who I'm of Lebanese background and as a woman in the industry, who sings country music, you know, like there's all these things that are like, I feel like you don't normally see a Lebanese country artist. <laughs> so I was just tired of people telling me like, you can't, well, not really, you can't sing country music, but like questioning me about why I was doing country music just because of where I lived or what my background was. Like I remember I once had somebody, I was at a, at a gig and she came up to me and she was like, just like so forward. She was like, oh, what's a Lebanese girl doing singing country music? And I was like, what kind of question is that? (laughs) It just kind of caught me off guard and it stuck with me. And I get the same question about living in Sydney, which Sydney is known to be a city, but I actually live about 45, 50 minutes out. So I actually live closer to the country in my area. But the whole premise behind the song was just to be like, you know, it doesn't matter where I live or what my last name is or it doesn't matter about any of that if i want to sing country music because i like it i'm going to sing country music so hopefully people can relate this to their own you know story where they're being questioned or something and they can just like you know what no i'm going to do this because i love it
1: I really appreciate that. First of all, I think we need more powerful anthems, especially more powerful anthems for women. So I appreciate you. Yes. yes. I appreciate you contributing to that. And I can relate, honestly. First of all, I'm yeah. also a woman of color, and like having people question, you know, like, Oh, you, you're a creative. Like you're not like the typical like you know yeah. doctor or lawyer, or engineer or whatever. Oh, you're a creative, and oh, you you danced in a past life. Oh, oh, you did acting yeah. in a past life. I really appreciate somebody having an anthem out there saying no matter where you came from, no matter what your background is, you're allowed to like whatever you like, or you're allowed to do whatever you do. So yeah, I I really yeah. appreciate the sentiment of that.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I I was a little bit nervous to, to put it out if I'm honest, because I don't want to be a person to like cause waves or anything like that. But at the same time, like I've got to stand up for what I believe in. And if doing that and standing up for, for, you know, what I believe in is going to cause waves, then so be it. But I just had to be really careful that I just didn't kind of exclude anybody or make them feel like it was a, you know, screw you song because <laughs> it's not. It's a very powerful to the women anthem. And, yeah, I'm very excited that's out. And I love that, you know, you just said that because it is important.
1: Talk to me about performing at festivals and just being back in live performance after everybody took a hiatus from it. So what do you enjoy about it? And is there anything that you would change? Hmm.
0: So the hiatus was, I think, good in a sense <laughs> because I, I had just been through a pretty tough time in my life and I think I needed the break. So, you know, I, I as tough as it was, I actually really enjoyed it. I don't think I would change anything. I think um, looking back at the past couple of years and I don't know, all the experiences that we've had and the experiences that we're going to have because of it, how things have changed, I think it's you know, everything happens for a reason, I guess. Like it's, it's, it's good. We're, we're fine. (laughs) We're on track to get back on track, you know? A hundred
1: percent, a hundred percent. And I, I feel like the world has missed live performance, especially after the pandemic yeah. i feel like the world has missed life performance and we want to get back into it especially as you know performers definitely and everybody who's been on a, a touring crew they definitely want to get back into it but also like us as audience members we miss we miss seeing you guys we miss being at shows and we miss supporting our favorite people live in person so i'm glad i'm glad yeah. you know live performances are starting to get normal and back on track
0: me too yeah it's
1: very exciting <laughs> Hey nerds,
0: thank you for sticking around
1: with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. When asked to use three words to describe yourself, you chose confident, passionate, and loud. Oftentimes being loud or having a loud persona can have negative connotations. So how can we be loud, but have that loudness have intent and purpose behind it?
0: I love that question. Um so yeah, I, I chose those three words and I finished on the you know, the description word loud, because I guess as a musician, as an artist, as a I don't know, as someone who I guess needs to have a big personality to be seen in this industry. I kind of have gotten rid of the negative connotations in my head that come with being loud. Like I don't really I don't really pay much attention to it. Like if I'm loud and someone doesn't like me then that's fine. <laughs> So like you're 100% right though, like people see loud personalities and loud voices and and I think there's a level of intimidation that comes with that, with the feelings that they must feel. I don't know, because I kind of think that if someone's loud, like just let them do their thing. Like they're not hurting anyone. I'm loud, I'm not hurting anyone. So yeah, I I don't know. It's, yeah, I actually don't mind the word loud to be used
1: to describe me you know i was just gonna say i appreciate that answer so much because you know i can relate as well i i grew up in theater i grew up doing music and creative things and i'm an outgoing person naturally and so oftentimes loud could be a descriptive for my personality but i'm starting to embrace it like you said if they're not doing harm to anybody why should we you know why should we judge people for being loud we sometimes we need loud people. They're the ones that make no noise and they amplify voices that, you know, people might not be able to express themselves. And so we need the loud voices to be like, Hey, you know what? What about the ones who need, you know, their voices amplified. And so, yeah, I appreciate that you said that.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I think what's the saying something about like something
0: about it takes many to make the world go round. I can't think of it right now, but whatever, like, whatever personalities are here in our close friend circles or the people that we cross in the street, like we need all of them to, I don't know, like even everyone out, I guess. (laughs) We need the quiet people and the loud
1: people. We need a little bit of balance. That's right. That's right. We do, definitely. Is there anything that you missed out on due to being a – busy touring and performing artists that you wish you could have done? I think the main things that I, I struggle to miss out on
0: are like friends' birthdays and, you know, all my friends are starting to get married now. So I'm just really worried that there's going to be a festival that comes up or a performance that gets locked in where I have to miss someone's wedding. So that part of things is really tough, but, you know, I have really supportive friends that understand and I, I don't know. I've been lucky so far with making things work (laughs) and getting it all to work out.
1: (laughs) Why is it important to trust your instincts, even when being advised by more experienced veterans?
0: Oh, I love this question. So I, I have always, always, always trusted my gut. And I think that that's really important because although someone can tell you, oh, you need to do this or you should do this. You know what's best for you um, and I'm a huge believer in that because I know that from experience, like some decisions that I've made, they haven't been easy decisions and I haven't been able to, I guess, get out of them lightly but I've trusted my gut and I'm, I'm so happy with where I am today. So I don't know. I think like you can't put an old head on young shoulders, as they say, but I think the advice that gets given Of course, like I'm happy to take that on, you know, from anybody. But yeah, you've always just got to listen to you. And I think most people are on the same page about that these days.
1: (laughs) If you could have a sit down with Freddie Mercury and tell him anything you want, what would you say? Hmm.
0: If I could tell, I guess I kind of would like link that back to the next question. Honestly, like just listen to your gut. I think I think really that's just the main, really important thing to to always remember and to always pass on to people like yeah, I, that's usually my piece of advice, so it's actually funny that you answered you asked
1: that question straight after the question that you just asked. <laughs> um, yeah, super important. And now we've reached my final question for you. I can't believe we're here, but I want to know why you are a creative. Ah. Oh. You hit me with the hard one last. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. I think it's just in in like who I am as a person, and I think that any creative will say that. Like you're born wanting to be out there and creative. Well, maybe not out there, but you're like you're born wanting to create things. Like um, I think if I ever was, if I ever had to stop music and stop writing, I honestly don't know who I'd be because it's so. Like it's so ingrained in me now, like it's part of my personality. So, yeah, that's a that's a really tough question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and honestly, I I feel like so many creatives can relate to that sentiment, though, because it's just ingrained in who we are from a very early age some of us know that you know maybe we didn't know precisely how we were going to create but we just knew that we wanted to contribute our form of what we consider art into the world and so it's just a part of who we are and the beautiful part about that is that everybody takes that message and that theme but they they use it in their unique way to contribute something to the world
0: exactly yeah i i love that totally
1: well, Rachel, it's been an absolute delight speaking with you. And I know that we've had some technical issues, but we pers- persevered and we, we, we delivered. Yes, yes, we We're did. We, had, we, we are professionals and we persevered and we delivered an interview. And so I want to turn the floor over to you and I want you to tell our listener where they can find you on social media and where they can check your music out.
0: Of course. No, thank you for the chat. I I had a blast. It was really good. And despite the technical difficulties, we got there in the end. (laughs) Um, But as far as like socials, I am um, big on Instagram. Like I'm I'm always on there. Um, so my handle is Rachel Fahim Music. So Rachel's spelled a bit funny. It's A-E-L at the end. And then Fahim is F-A-H-I-M. Um, and then I'm trying to do the whole like TikTok thing. It's okay. It's not like... <laughs> It's not my main thing, you know, but, uh, TikTok, same thing, Rachel Fahim music. And I'm on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple music, everything, Rachel Fahim. So, um, yeah, hopefully I I can say hi to you over there and yeah, continue a little friendship.
1: (laughs) Well, Rachel, you've just been so amazingly delightful and, uh, it was such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for spending your morning with me and, uh, breaking down your journey. Thank you. And Thank you. For spending your evening with me. <laughs> it's been great. Special thanks to Rachel for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Rachel, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executively produced by Vico and Steph Fam. Vico serves as the creative director, and Steph Pham is the host and editor. To find out more information about Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope you join us next time for another conversation with a Fellow Creative. I'm your host, Steph Pham.